0: After all the things that they've seen in their lives, what is a flamey head,
1: (laughs) (laughs) what is that going to do with anything? What is that going to do? Oh, my
0: God.
2: Welcome to Sincast,
1: presented by
2: CinemaSins.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from Cinema Sins, joined as always by the voice of Cinema Sins, Jeremy Scott.
1: Wah!
0: Right, Huzzah! that's the voice of Cinema Sins, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Voice, <laughs> it's what you know and love. And from music video Sins, Barrett Share. Zing.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yes, you brought out the weird ones today.
3: <laughs>
0: it's a good one. It's good ones. Um, are you guys angry about something? I
3: know I am. Ooh.
4: Crazy pill! I'm as mad as hell. You've never seen me very upset.
3: I'm tired of these clickbaity headlines that will refer to an unknown actor who's committed a crime as Breaking Bad star or Captain Marvel star. So the most recent one was Captain Marvel star arrested for like killing her mother or Captain something. Captain America. Captain America, not Captain Marvel. Sorry, it doesn't so matter really. It though. doesn't. You drill down, and she's like, she's like in one scene. I think you would never know her name. She's not any kind of star of Captain America, but that got you to click because you thought it might be Chris Evans. Okay, I hadn't seen this headline. So the the headline
2: is the movie's actor arrested for murder. Yes.
3: And this is not the first time. I saw one about a year ago that was Breaking Bad Star arrested for burglary, and it was some guy that had two lines on one episode. Oh. It's like Harry Potter star... Arrested for blowing a goat and it's like yeah, right? one of the kids in the cafeteria. That one, uh, Hollywood uh, is rampant with blowing, blowing. the goat. And they, my point is, like, <laughs> this is I get it. Your job is hard. You got to make money. The only way you make money is by selling ads. The only way you sell ads is by getting clicks. So you do whatever it takes to get clicks, which is why you get all these fucking websites now that every movie that comes out will be like, does this movie have an end credit scene? Oh, does yeah. this movie have an end credit scene? Or every time Jim Carrey makes a painting about Trump. The rap is going to post a whole article about Jim Carrey's painting because people click on that shit. Just like uh, I think it's the rap every single day does a Donald Trump tweet storm today and it's just list whatever he tweeted for the day. Oh, and it's not fucking journalism. Mm -mm. It's not fucking journalism. Yeah. Just say obscure actress, you know, arrested for ice picking her mom. That's that's salacious enough. And I even ice pick. I don't know if it was an ice pick. I might have made that up and i
0: even wonder why it even has to be a story like it's it's a murder just like any other murder that happens yes at that point to me i i i feel like i'm in captain america more than this person (laughs) (laughs) um so like uh so so yeah so like that that comes up and it's like yeah it's it may get you clicks but I'm wondering how much how many clicks does mm-hmm. that get you does it get you a lot yeah, I guess it does but most of the time you see the picture and you're like I don't know who that is mm-hmm. and maybe you click to see who the name is but then even when you see the name you're basically just going to the
3: IMDb after that and you're going who is this person Yep so that's the way it always for- is yeah <laughs> but the, the the thing is I think that a lot of advertisers we've covered this before but I think a lot of advertisers just throw money. Uh, at old school metrics. And when the web was first ballooning, uh, it was clicks, it was page views. And that that translates to a lot of advertisers as eyeballs. Mm. Now, savvy advertisers are, you know, buying ads that provide them more than just a click or a page view. And this is, YouTube, you know, pays out different for all the different varieties of ads. If you If you watch one of our videos, and it's a skippable ad, but you watch it all the way to the end, we get more per that video than if you skipped it, and so yeah, I think I think a lot of these websites are able to turn to their advertisers and say we got thirty thousand clicks mm-hmm. on this article, and th- they're not even talking to the advertiser; they're talking to the middlemen of the middlemen of the middlemen, and somewhere on the other end of that is Coca Cola, who all they know is we threw six hundred million at advertising this year, mm-hmm. um, but. It's maddening to me as a consumer because there are articles of value on Deadline and the Wrap and some of these websites. There are informational news pieces I want to read. If Chris Evans murdered his mom, that would be fucking newsworthy. Yes, and it would. I would want to read about that. Mm-hmm. But when you write "Captain America: Star Arrested for Murder," you fucked me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you fucked me with your whole fist. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm sick of it. Drives <laughs> me crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think the tide may be turning because. That was the headline for two or three days, and then I started seeing headlines that said, "Um, like co-star of a, a Captain America what? or small, a small actor in small role from Captain America." Oh, okay. Now that you know
2: what, why don't they just do that? They just should, fucking do that. They fucking. Should? You've got the name recognition of the movie. You've got the context for it. Yes. You're probably going to still click on that article. Yeah. Nine times out of ten.
3: Yeah. But just I won't feel I won't feel fucked, right? Yeah, I won't yeah. feel cheated. Just a little pinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> It'll feel like a little poof of air. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, that's just unreasonable. I know we've we've yelled at these uh, clickbaity things before, but it's getting out of
0: hand, right? Mm, well, it's well, it's long been out of hand. I mean, I it's long been that way. Um, <clears throat> it's just that it's it's double annoying when they when it's so transparent. And then they make you sort of go, well, then who is it? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so curious as to who this is. The other
3: thing that sucks is that article. If I went back to it, I guarantee you it buries the lead. I guarantee you it's like Captain America is a movie that came out in 2012 and grows such and such and such starring Chris Evans and from Marvel Studios. Blah, 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 blah And that'd be like the fourth paragraph. One of the stars of that movie is such and such who just killed her mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> By the way, for all I know, it's not even a murder. I just keep making it. A it's murder. a murder. I thought it was a murder. Mm-hmm. Okay
2: oh that's a shame yeah
3: yeah it's a mat i think it was a matricide. i think it was her mother
0: yeah yeah yeah. it's it was her mom she killed
3: her mattress yes yep yes it was she went
0: to the mattresses uh no she yeah she killed her mom that was that was the 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 story but yeah yeah. but captain america actor did this
2: yeah so do we know what she was like what i know what character she was i don't i don't do you remember i don't remember i read
3: the i read the literal description of which scene she's in. I think we're making the point right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Um she's a glorified extra. She hmm. I think she has a line or two.
0: Her name's Molly Fitzgerald. Good for Molly. Yeah, good for Molly. <laughs> and uh she played Stark Girl.
3: Stark Girl.
2: Are you serious? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Whole article out of that.
2: Yeah. Jesus
0: Christ. All right. So I went to watch Uncut Gems at Ooh. the uh at uh, at our old theater, Hollywood twenty seven i think the uh, this is this is going to be a a double rant one is a rant that's continuing from the time i went to see motherless brooklyn at the same theater Hmm. um but there's another one that i have now that there's a you know now that we have um uh reserve seating what is the um the etiquette about uh buying your seats at reserve seating do you do you you, can do you have to buy tickets like right next to a person? (laughs) no i uh, <laughs> <it's>, uh <laughs> i i understand sometimes you want to sit center of the screen and everything but there's no problem being slightly to the right whatever i was in a when i went to buy my ticket at un, uh, for uncut gems there was a about 20 tickets sold for a, an auditorium that has 170 seats or so and uh I bought a ticket that was, oh, probably three, probably should have gotten a four-seat uh, difference, but a uh, three-seat difference between two tickets that were already sold. And I was like, well, if anybody else buys ticket to this, there's a plenty of other seats to my right that sure. they, can, they can buy or whatever. And I probably should have done the four-seat thing because that way they could have gotten a seat between them and p- between me, whatever, but but it 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 started filling up a little bit around showtime and then Mm. the this i'm sitting there and there's this woman and her boyfriend walking towards me and i i had i I actually did not move my legs because i was like there's no fucking way they bought tickets right next to me (laughs) and 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 she comes up to my legs and goes she goes excuse me (laughs) and i'm like oh oh okay and i you know moved my legs and they walked and then it sat right next to me and i'm like there's fucking six seats to my right
2: that's not right
0: and but it it, i mean and i you know there's people out there who've bought one or two tickets to uh auditorium that has nothing yeah and I guarantee you there's been somebody who's bought a ticket right next to him.
3: What's the deal with that? I mean, why? why? It's like in the end of John Wick 3 when Mark Dacascos walks right up to John Wick on the couch and sits literally right next to him <laughs> yeah. instead of anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. And I think the sin we wrote was doing this. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, who the fuck does that? Yeah, uh, that's, <clears throat> that's yeah, That's, that's some gross. kind of, like, presentation purist that has to, like, when I first fell in love with movies, um... <clears throat> college Mm -hmm. Uh, for for a good while i always wanted to sit middle 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 up and down middle left and right which is basically you know i want the best seat in the house um and you know at at times you would sit next to people to get that experience but that has waned as i have become more anxious and intolerant of people you ain't fucking kidding man i got at our
2: theater when we went to see uncut gems there's a theater uh, near me that has two on the back back row two seats on one side of the projection booth, two seats on the other.
3: We got we got like box seats. Mm, we got nice. the two seats. Nice. It was glorious. Yeah, and you don't even have to worry about those stinky people. Oh my god! And then what do you do? Like, do you if you're Chris in that situation and you get up and move down a, a couple? Like, well, what yeah. are you saying about those people? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, if I move over a seat, then I'm like saying I don't want to be touching elbows with you. Right. <laughs> you're a <laughs> dick. I don't <laughs> like you. Yeah. Um. So so I mean fine i was able to watch my movie and not they you know they, they 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 were fine they weren't they didn't do anything stupid or anything like that it's just that it annoyed me considering that there was plenty of seats to my right mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not like your seats are so much better getting to my immediate left <laughs> right uh yes you are more centered but it's not a big fucking deal and as far as comfort is concerned you should have gotten the two seats one seat away from my mm-hmm. from to, to my right um uh another part another thing that happens now i am cursed with knowing too much about movie projection Mm. and i told you about that motherless brooklyn thing where the i noticed that the lights were down during the previews Mm. and i was like should i come out and say something because what i'm what i'm saying to an usher or somebody like that who doesn't know what the fuck they're ta- that i'm talking about Mm-mm. they're they're how are they going to convey this message if if there's no manager <laughs> right? yeah yeah because so i decided to go full on with this i went in there was no sound during the like ads before the movie the preview start and everything i was like the cycle. the cycle did not work right the lights didn't get recycled back up to full level uh when the when the movie started it was completely pitch black and now all you have is light in the light is the only light in the auditorium is on the screen and there's no sound and that means you've fucking messed up your cues on your movie this is the same issue same for issue uncut, uncut gems you same issue wow so i came out there's no manager about this is hollywood 27 after yeah, all yeah. uh and there is an usher and i'm like <sighs> how am i gonna explain you goddamn motherfucker exactly i how do i I explain this (laughs) first off just went with the easy thing there's no sound in the auditorium Mm -hmm. and then they started going to this whole it makes i I bet my eyes rolled like fucking like slot machines (laughs) when when uh she said this oh well yeah when the on the satellite uh when the satellite's playing its thing blah 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 i was like okay, gotcha, understand, satellite. Just saying (laughs) that with no sound and the lights are completely down, that sounds like the cycle is off and that means that the lights are going to come back up during the act when the movie starts. And she definitely told somebody because they went over and the lights came up. Now, again, I am cursed with knowing too much about (laughs) projection. And I looked at those lights and I was like, those lights are too bright. Those oh they're light, not at half speed they're not at half they these lights are not going to go down in fact i guarantee whoever went up there went and cycled at one time uh-huh. saw the lights come up and said oh that's all we needed to God do damn. and i sat there and i was like oh, fuck i i should complain about this again but what good is it going to do yeah i'm going to just wait and the lights are going to be fucking up during the pre and everybody else can go and complain about this yeah and yeah the 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 movie starts lights are still up in that same whatever and i'm i even wondered if like i even wondered if they put any cues at all on this thing because Mm. once people did complain and the lights did come down for the feature and everything and the credits came there were the lights didn't come up during the credits oh god and i was like (laughs) I was like, is there any cue on this? Is it possible that I fucked this auditorium by not saying anything? <laughs> if I had just said nothing, would the lights have just stayed where they were? <laughs> and 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 look, I should. I've always told people, if they have a bad experience at a theater, they need to tell the manager mm-hmm. about it. Eventually it gets to and if they don't want to do anything about it, you can go up the up the flagpole and tell them this is what happens and whatever and i'm i'm close to doing that i'm not i don't really want to interact with regal cinemas anymore yeah, yeah. And, you know but I, pl- I, I it's rare when i play the I used to do projection in this fucking booth. (laughs) And that's what I did. I was like, I was like, it's like, look, I'm just saying the cycle seems to be off. I used to run projection at this booth in this very audit, in this very theater. I can tell you right now, these lights are not where they're supposed to be and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, none of these people know anything about projection anymore. They know they may know how to make a movie. They may know how to like put previews together and a feature and all that, but they're, they're fucking up on these cues. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're fucking up masking a lot too. Yeah. Um, it feels like there's a lot more like uh, scope features running through a flat lens where it used to be with 35 millimeter that would blow up and distort everything. If you'd run a flat, uh, one, eight, five, one through a two, three, five, uh, lens. Or a two three five through a one eight five. It would always blow things up. Now with digital, it's like if you're running a scope through a flat, you'll see the black line the black bars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like but they they fuck that shit up too. Mm-hmm. Previews are often fucked up, like yeah. where it's like it's just the box on the screen. I was like, I mm-hmm. guarantee you that the whoever made this preview did not intend it to be a box on yeah. the screen. So there's just a lot of this shit going on and I know too much, but I don't want to get involved. <laughs>
3: Uh, uh that's a that's a seem too uh, much yeah <laughs> oh
2: man uh i don't have as much of a rant as i do a bit of a, a story Ooh. Mm-hmm. We went to uh gatlinburg tennessee last week this week uh for a little uh holiday vacation with the family you've been to gatlinburg you've mm-hmm. been to Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. so one of the days we went on the strip the strip is this very uh busy bustling commercial stretch of road where there's shops and candy stores and and all kinds of things it's like a theme park without any rides yeah exactly and i hadn't been there in probably about 10 years and i didn't i forgot how commercialized it was
0: a lot of places where you can get those log cabin pancakes oh, yeah oh okay. my god
2: pancakes are everywhere they're trinkets of crap that you don't need so as background of the story my son has just started getting into Breath of the Wild, The Legend of Zelda, mm. which Chris has played mm-hmm. and enjoyed very much. And right?
0: played way too obsessively.
2: <laughs> well, he's getting obsessed, uh-huh. too. So he wants to get some Link gear and stuff like that. And so I was like, ah, well, that, movie's, that uh, game's been out for a while. Probably not going to find any Link merchandise. Lo and behold, we walk down the street. In one of the display windows in the ups- upstairs uh, shops, there's a Link shield. He's like, I want that shield. man first of all this is new year's eve and there's a big old new year's eve celebration in gatlinburg so everybody in the goddamn universe is on the street right now Mm -hmm. you it's i I lived in chicago i've been to new york i've been to you know busy cities i have never been jostled around on a sidewalk more than i was in gatlinburg tennessee Mm -hmm. on new year's eve so we set our course we're like all right let's see how much the shield is we go up and on the way up, I'm like, this is weird. Hookahs, pipes, Ooh. swords, Ooh. real swords. Ooh, oh yeah. yes, uh, airsoft guns, and dildos. Nice. Did you say dildos? Dildos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the floppy ones. The 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 ones that you can. And they're like you know
0: grizzly bear shaped or something. <laughs> <like those. laughs>
1: Gallatin, Tennessee, welcome to you. That's right.
0: it's got a little tip: only on you hand. can prevent forest fires.
1: So by coming. I'm, like, I'm like, don't look at anything.
2: I'm like, we're walking up this thing, and I'm like, okay, don't look at anything. Just look straight ahead. And uh, we get up there, and I'm like, do you have a link shield? And he's like, oh man. He's a Russian guy. Oh man, <laughs> I just saw out the last one yesterday. That's my Russian, and I was like, "Ah shit, okay." So keep don't look at anything. We go straight down. Uh, so I'm like, "Sorry, man, Link Shield, not there." So we walk down the street a little bit. Lo and behold, another fucking Link Shield on the other side of the street. Walk over the other side of the street. I'm like, "All right, that looks like a reputable place. It's cool. Let's go upstairs." Not only like guns and and knives and swords. But like cleavers and like real fucking swords mm. and shit like that. No dildos in this one, but they did have the hookahs and the glass pipes and all that stuff. We find the 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 shield. The shield is super fucking expensive. It's like seventy five dollars for a plastic ass shield. Mm. But they have Link's sword. So I'm like, yeah. What about the sword for a reasonable price? And uh, he's like, oh, that's that's awesome. Sure, that's that's perfectly fine. So there's one person in the store, some sort of uh, Eastern European uh fine gentleman right and so i hear him talking to the other be- place is fucking packed place is fucking packed and he's like hey i'll make you a deal i'll make you a deal uh, uh, give me uh, 10 for uh, 10 for two or something like that right Ooh. and and so he's making deals i'm like yeah, this place seems a little shady what with all the the knives and the sharpen and, and stuff mm-hmm. but no dildos mm-hmm. bare shaped mm-hmm. dildos and so mm-hmm. i'm like there's no way out of this i have to buy the sword at this point so I, he gets done with this thing i'm like can we get the link sword and he's like "What sword?" And I was like, the Link sword. He's like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, this one over here. He's like, that's plastic. And I was like, yeah, I know. It, it's cool. We don't want to. He's like, you want a real sword? I'll show you a real sword. Oh I was like, no, 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 I don't want a real sword. I want that. And oh. so he goes over and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, that sword's too small. I'll go get you a big one. So he goes back in the back, like, unwraps this thing. It's a sword, a Link sword, that's as big as my son. And my oh, son my. is not small anymore. And I'm like, uh, that's too big. He's like, yeah thirty-five dollars. I'm like, <laughs> oh god, no, dude. What the fuck? No, no, no. So he takes it out of the thing and he's like, oh, oil. I'm like, the fuck? And he's like, oh, the Chinese. They make them all out of oil. I'm
1: like, what? okay, <laughs> let's get to know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just give me the small one. He's like, you want to make a deal? I was like, no, I just want the sword. He's like, Jesus, twenty-five ah, dollars. I'm like, yeah, just fine, fine. Who, who okay.
0: knew this shady ass fucking shit was going on in Gatlinburg of all places? Oh, it gets worse. Oh, okay, no. so we go. Done.
2: No, no, we're on one side of the thing. Packed, knives and swords everywhere. We've somehow make it over to the cash register. This guy's going the serpentine thing. I think he went underground or whatever. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. comes back. There's an older gentleman waiting at the register. So I, I wait for a second. I'm like, you know, do you, are you checking out or whatever? The guy says, Yeah, here's your total on that kind of thing. And so the guy moves to the side. And he's like, Are you buddy? He's talking to the cashier. He's like, Buddy. He's like, Yeah, I was I was sent here to look for a buddy. He was like A buddy who? He's like, a buddy that works here. So he looks at him. He's like, you know, we're all buddies. (laughs) What? Maybe I'd be your buddy. What do you need? Oh, my God. And so the older gentleman just kind of looks at him and sidles away. So I'm wondering, what the fuck is he running out of this thing? No kidding. Like- the obvious things are already dangerous the the the, the guns and the the knives oh, and the, the hookahs what the fuck is he running out of this place this dude where a dude hey go go check on buddy at the upstairs uh hookah knife shop there's all sorts of off catalog shit in this store he's Ooh. selling whores huh? he's selling drugs mm. What else is he
3: selling? Drug horse? Drug mm, horse. Yeah, drug horse. horse. full of drugs. Yes, yes. By the way, your Eastern European and your Russian are very similar. Isn't that mm. good? <laughs> 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 I'll be a buddy.
2: What, what do you need? Yeah, I'll be a buddy. Maybe we're all buddies. Uh, so we it's, hightailed it out of there as soon just, as I just threw cash at him. I was like, fuck off, man.
0: It's like, I just sit there and I think, uh, Gatlinburg, like, people go out there, yeah, sure, to get away and, and, and get in a cabin and, and enjoy nature and all that. But, but apparently there's a big-ass market for, like, dildos. And like, <laughs> okay. I don't That's know about dildos.
3: When I was there, I saw cheap but real samurai swords in every other store I went in.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of them.
3: Um, and I think it's just a... i i don't know i think maybe they're marketing at the little boys that come with the parents because little boys are like i want a sword of I, this I want one a sword. was the
2: first one that we went to was all swords and guns and those floppy dildo things i didn't try it out i don't know how much can flex you just, it had on it.
3: sell a dildo are you sure it wasn't like a uh, like a drain cleaner or uh, declogger or something can you sell <laughs> it was a it was a
2: personal massager no yeah you can sell a dildo in a regular store can you they, yeah, they
0: are. I think so, yeah. as I mean, Well, you,
2: you can fucking traffic with whatever this guy was trafficking in the, in the second store. I'm so just I'm saying, not you saying can't everything walk- is
3: 100% legal around here. You can't walk into a Walmart and buy a dildo, is all I'm saying. This isn't fucking Walmart. This I'm is, uh, talking about the
2: legality, not the specific store. I mean- well, they can sell dildos. I mean, they weren't even gigantic. They were just regular size. Mm. Hmm. I mean- compared to me (laughs) yeah so so that's uh that's my story of how we got a link sword that's probably poisoned chinese
3: oil it's got (laughs) or it's it's
0: got like drugs inside the blade
2: there you go
3: maybe it's made of cocaine yeah
2: oh my god what is that guy running it has to be who is
3: no i think it's probably just uh drugs or sports betting oh sports betting is so dull though it's dull but it's not legal in Tennessee. That's
2: true. Mm. I like to I like to pretend it was horse drug whores. Although
3: <laughs> Is it going to be legal? Did they legalize it? Who knows.
2: I don't know. It it seems like Didn't you can get on a site about- they, right now and legally do stuff.
0: There's something that is going on with uh, I think MGM wants to build a hotel in Nashville and MGM is of course a casino um they they that's what they build they build casino hotels and casinos and everything and there was some rule that got um yeah it is a sports betting thing because the um daily fantasy sports was on uh was Mm -hmm. was on notice for a bit there but uh i think it's been passed actually it might have been one of those things where our governor bill lee uh decided not to sign whatever had come up to his desk
2: he's doing that a lot these days
0: yeah and so it basically just became law because Mm. of the time went away i don't i don't know how you justify your i don't know how you justify those actions by the Mm -hmm. way you either for it or against it and Mm you might as well just you know just you know you might well he
3: wants to be able to say later on i didn't sign that yeah that's all it is yeah
0: which it's no different from signing it though that's the thing
3: well it's like an actor who stars in a movie and then disowns it and wants his name off the project right 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 like (laughs) he's still in the movie
1: but yeah that's
0: what that's what had come up there was there's that and i think that was also something clearing the way for somebody like MGM to build a casino. not Maybe maybe not a casino, but at least a hotel in downtown Nashville.
1: Mm. Well, so. good. Now
3: we'd have MGM and fucking Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Margaritaville in Gatlinburg, by the way. no well, of course there he's was. He's fucking printing money these days. He is. He yeah. is. What is he, like, 96? <clears throat> he's printing money to give to his ancestors. No, oh, he's probably... I mean, his... Late 60s? Descendants, not his ancestors. Who? Jimmy Buffett? His ancestors are already... Oh, dead. I
1: think he's in his 70s. The 70s? Descendants
3: are younger than him. <laughs> Ancestors. <would>
0: so. <laughs> I believe. I believe what you mean is Pina Colada Burke. <laughs> he's got his own channel, seventy-three
2: on satellite radio. Yeah, fuck Jimmy Buffett. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. With the <laughs> I don't fist? like it. Fuck him with a fist. Yeah, with a link. Sword? I mean, he's he's probably a fine guy, with but a like bear
0: dildo? I hate <laughs> a bear dildo. With your like, hand. With your hand, yeah. not in a fist.
2: I want to go back and explore those dildos because I was trying to, like focus his attention away from them so i didn't examine them closely but they just seemed like regular flappy not floppy you know what i'm talking about like the the semi-hard place right stuff.
0: right yeah the, i don't know as that, much about dildos
2: the, as you the, do. The, the mighty aphrodite thing the where, half where, chub where, dildos yeah right where like woody allen pushes on the the table and the thing sways a little <laughs>
0: jesus <laughs> let's move on but seriously dildos and swords <laughs>
3: <laughs> i say i'm just saying if one store can sell dildos why aren't all the stores selling dildos
0: i would well, think I mean, dildos I didn't would
3: be a go bigger in market than swords i didn't go in many of these stores maybe there are i many. was there on my honeymoon i'd have bought a dildo if i'd have seen one <laughs> one of those never mind <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
0: Honey, I, I don't have it right now <laughs> that store that doesn't sell dildos is probably like we're a family establishment <laughs> <laughs> we only sell guns and <laughs> knives
2: oh my god There was a broadsword that i swear to god was that thick god
3: damn yeah that game of thrones has pushed a lot of the sword collecting i think where people just like to have a big ass sword and put it on their wall yeah but
0: in gatlinburg that's yep. what kills me about it it's, it's you've gone there for a vacation <laughs> oh yeah you can buy swords too yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and thank god he got a fucking like plastic or whatever it is sword because he was waving it around all in the crowd and shit like that like I
3: imagine there are
2: kids that get real swords. How are they that are not? Doing that?
3: How's there not a stabbing every night? In <laughs> I don't know, man. Was that your like? That wasn't like your first time there, though, was it?
2: No, but that was the first time where we did that. Where we but just, if you like, go
3: up to, uh, what's the next put? Pigeon forward or Sevierville? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's way more. It's not. It's it's all the commercialization with none of the quaint. Right, and there's no like sidewalks and shit like that. No, where you No, it's can just actually walk. strip mall it's, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's all strip mall. Yeah, which
2: we did. But also, we got away and got up in the mountains and hiked. Quite a bit, and it was goddamn lovely. Yeah, the Smokies are awesome. Oh my god!
0: Okay, so um, we got uh, some recommends and some warns.
2: Oh, I'm excited about this because you guys are fucking armed.
0: Totes amaze balls. They're great. It won
3: I- the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. I came with like seven. Bring it. Mm-hmm. You want me to go first? Yeah, with your big jugs. Um, the ones I most want to talk about. Uh, one is a movie I hadn't seen in maybe 20 years. One is a movie uh, that I had never seen, and their connection will become obvious in a moment. The first one uh, I watched uh, four days ago, uh, for the first time in twenty years, "Dangerous Liaisons." Yeah, oh, that movie um, fucking
2: rules. That's uh, Malkovich, it's, right? Uh, yes,
3: Michelle Malkovich Fiver. has maybe never been better. Mm-hmm. Like I watched this. This came out in '88. I watched it in college, so I came to it five, six years late. Um, but it was you know, when you're getting into movies and you like the awards and then you see a movie on the video shelf that has Glenn Close, Michelle Pfeiffer, Uma Thurman, Keanu Reeves, uh, John Malkovich, and, by the way, Peter Capaldi in his pre-Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Uh, you pick it up and you watch it. And now this is m- most of you listening probably would best know this as the non-90s cruel intentions.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and this is set in, like, 17th century France. Um, but if you've seen Cruel Intentions, you get the gist of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn Close is playing Sarah Michelle yeah. Keller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uma Thurman is playing Selma Blair. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is playing Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Yep. They're all outstanding. Now, this movie fucks. This yeah, movie it is sexy yes, and it pervy. Because first of all, in the original story and the play and this movie... Um, Uma Thurman's character is 15 years old. Yeah, like in the Cruel Intentions, they don't really get too far into the like Selma Blair is played as young, but they don't. Well, like, also he's in high school too. Yeah, they. Everybody's also, yeah. in high school. Yes, whereas Malkovich's character Valmont is a, a grown man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little rapey. Yeah, in that one scene, because he basically starts kissing Uma Thurman and oh, she yeah, says yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps going, and at some point she just gives in. And then feels ashamed, and it's just part of the story, no matter which version you're watching. But I had forgotten how gorgeous this movie looks, Mm -hmm. uh, and how great all the actors are, especially Malkovich. There is an edge here that is maybe only best noticed if you do what I did, and followed up by watching 1989's Valmont.
1: Yeah. Mm.
3: Milos Forman. Which is Milos Forman, who I thought had directed Dangerous Liaisons. That was Stephen Frears. I thought Um, so, too. That's what I just checked. Yeah. Yeah. and this is King's Speech is playing Valmont. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Colin
3: Firth. Al, who? Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Uh Annette Benning is playing Sarah Michelle Geller's role. Mm. Um she actually auditioned for Dangerous Azons. Uh these oh, movies yeah, were made right. within a year of each other. Yeah. Uh and she ended up getting um she auditioned for Michelle Pfeiffer's role in Dangerous Liaisons. She ended up getting Glenn Close's role in Valmont. Uh Meg Tilly, young Meg Tilly. Yeah. Let me tell you something about young Meg Tilly. Mm-hmm. She's a fine Tilly. Yeah, yes yeah, she is. Yes <laughs> she, she, she is. Does she play the 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 Sophie, Sophie, the one? Michelle Pfeiffer character, the girl he really falls in love with? Oh, really? Yes. Who plays the the younger? Therusa Bulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, i made and, the same and
0: face. in this one feruza balk is 15
3: She's, that's yeah because and that scene is just as rapey in yeah, this movie
0: yeah yeah because uma thurman was 18 right uma thurman was 18 she actually has a nude scene in right, dangerous right, right.
3: liaisons
0: uh whereas feruza balk i can't remember she i think she gets almost
3: as close as you can get you see her butt he starts nuzzling her crack okay. i'm not entirely sure his aim she's you see this from the side she's lying on her stomach and he's telling her what to write in this letter and he just goes down and puts his nose and mouth between her her cheeks and then you see her face and then he ends up you know doing it to her but if you look up the poster of belmont like 80 percent of the posters i've seen is him with his face resting on her naked ass really on the poster for the movie shit um so This movie is nowhere near as good. It is gorgeous. Um, And both of these films use lavish costumes and set uh, use real sets from historic buildings in France. So you get that period See, There you go. (laughs) Get that period piece feel. it's him nuzzling her ass i don't know his how did that get by the sensors? i don't even know if the sensors like do they do they sense posters
0: man yeah they do although i'm not sure um especially in 1989 whether that was um a, a regular practice uh i back uh i know that when i was working in theaters there were several posters that and it couldn't it could possibly be uh not not npaa but it could be just the theater companies themselves who have to display these posters i know zach and Miri make a porno was zach and Miri on the poster Ah. they couldn't just put make a porno on there um there there's always there's been some other posters back in the day that they've had to like take something off or whatever
3: but oh wow ferrisa balk looks really different she does she's really young she's fine um this this movie's not as enjoyable it's more boring Uh, Colin Firth gives more of a happy go lucky Valmont yeah he's more of he's charming funny but like Malkovich is angry yeah yeah like and it delves much more into sexual politics I don't even know why they ever adapted this movie to modern day because that takes all of the subtext away from everything you're seeing um because back in you know this era of France, you were married off to who your parents told you to marry off to, and if you weren't a virgin anymore, that was a huge scandal um anyway, Malkovich is really the the takeaway for me is there's like there's a sneer on his face like he's so bitter, even in that last scene where he fucking seduces Michelle Pfeiffer, he's really mean to her, yeah, mm. he's like, you abandoned me like you treated me with scorn and like he basically talks her into sleeping with him by that kind of language
1: wow
0: he's always he looks like he's always like trying to get revenge for something every uh, through every scene
3: yeah anyway so recommend dangerous liaisons warn valmont but okay if you're feeling really freaky i would watch them both Uh because i think it will help you appreciate dangerous liaisons even more and will help you condemn cruel intentions even more had uh, you seen Cruel Intentions before you
2: saw Dangerous Liaisons the first time? No, because it had not come out yet. Okay. I, I did. So I saw Cruel Intentions. I knew it was based on Dangerous Liaisons. I just never had, had seen it. And my appreciation of the, the Malkovich one was tenfold after I compared it to fucking Cruel Intentions. Well, yeah. yeah, Intentions. The, yeah. The, the,
0: the, that, that Falmont is exactly what Jeremy is saying it is. It's like, you know, it's just the more boring, less mm. salacious except for that one scene you're talking yeah. about and everything and colin Firth just doesn't seem right for it no he's, he's too, too nice too nice my um, favorite
2: part is when Net benning says you can put it anywhere
0: <laughs> yes what? and when she goes i want to fuck <laughs> <laughs> she says you can put it anywhere what are you quoting
3: cruel intentions
1: oh
3: but that was not that was sir michelle geller that was, that was the Annette Benning joke. The joke. Yeah. I just so by deconstructing the joke, I killed it. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I apologize. Uh,
0: yeah, you bring up Meg Tilly. Uh, if you're, uh, uh, she was the one that movie. I always remember with her is the bo- is Body Snatchers. Hmm. Uh, the Gabrielle Anwar Body oh, yeah. Snatchers. I don't know if you've ever seen that. but It's a good, good, take good, a good, movie. But Gabrielle Anwar and Meg Tilly are both in that, and um, yeah, oh, good movie.
2: Meg t- Related to Jennifer Tilly. Sisters, sisters. Sisters.
3: Uh Meg Tilly. There Ooh. were never such devoted sisters. Look up, hmm. but,
0: Look up in, uh, but in body snatchers.
3: Well and yes. Gabriel Anwar was naked in almost everything. Yeah. It's part of the reason I had a crush on her. Yeah. <laughs> You know
0: what I like <laughs> about best about She's you? I'm yes. naked. You're getting naked all the time. <laughs> you got a special place in my heart. Yes, I'm going to recommend the Two Popes on Netflix. Oh, God. I want
3: to watch this. Okay, mm. only in the last few days have I realized I've been confusing the Two Popes and the TV show The New Pope mm. and <laughs> the Two Which, New Popes because Jude Law was in one called The Young Pope, and mm-hmm. then the sequel season to that is called The Two Popes, and J- Jude Law no. is in some kind of. Or oh. no, the 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 new pope, and Jude Law's in some kind of coma, and John Malkovich's power becomes the pope, and then at the end of the trailer, Jude Law's eyes open, and you're like, oh, now they're going to have to deal with each other, and then there's this movie <laughs> called The Two Popes. It's nothing to do with it. Hold on, the new pope is the sequel to the Young Pope. Well, if it's not, I don't know why they cast Jude Law because it's oh, the same channel, wow. and he was on that Young Pope.
2: Listen, show. There's there's too many popes out there. I hear this is very good. <laughs> <laughs> mm, there's
3: too many popes. But this one's a comedy, right?
0: <laughs> no this one's a drama oh uh the uh it stars anthony hopkins as pope benedict and uh and jonathan price as pope francis so it's, ba- it's a uh based on the true story um it's directed by fernando moreas who did C- city of god Ooh, uh, really yeah and oh, uh, wow, it, it looks fucking amazing i don't know if they got to actually shoot in vatican city or whatever Uh, or if the set designers are that awesome, I don't know, but this is Hmm. the, the, everything looks sumptuous in that, in that, um, in that movie. Um, it starts off with, uh, uh, you know, Pope John Paul, uh, dying and then they have to elect a new Pope and, uh, and, uh, the Cardinal that Jonathan price plays that ends up being Pope Francis, uh is is in this nomination along with the anthony hopkins pope benedict who who, uh, will be pope benedict uh obviously uh anthony hopkins the i guess is cardinal ratzinger Mm -hmm. is his is his uh cardinal john ratzinger ratzenberger yeah yeah, yeah. ratzenberger he's in he's got all those voices in pixar (laughs) um but like uh he he's the one who wins the there's this talk in the catholic church about how they need to be a little bit more progressive uh because that's because they're losing a lot of constituents and everything but they elect this very like conservative yeah uh guy and um jonathan Price, who plays cardinal jorge bergoglio i think that's what mm-hmm. bergoglio um uh he is he's from uh south america i think he's from uh argentina mm-hmm. um and uh and uh he uh he's the guy that everybody considers progressive and everything
2: friend of the poor and all that stuff
0: yes and and in fact it shows his life throughout this thing there's a lot of flashbacks because it's basically uh it's basically uh benedict calls francis in and says we need somebody progressive i'm and he's going through a scandal uh, with one of his underlings underlings is, uh, has stolen money or something mm. uh and uh and he's like and, and it, he says right off the bat i don't believe in anything that you believe in as far as the way this is concerned but i'm calling you here today because i think we need you hmm. and um this so, is after
2: he's become pope yeah right? this
0: is it is now years past at this point because it was 2005 i believe when the the when he was elected, and then now it's like 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Uh, so they have these this conversation. They're both men of God, but one feels like they should have that hard nosed conservative edge, and the other guy's like, we should, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being gay. There's, um, what are the other? Uh, there's uh, abortion. There, there. He he wants to be a little bit more. Mm. Uh, liberal with and everything, uh, but he re- he also respects the position of the Pope. And Jonathan Price is very humble, like all the way through this and everything. But but yeah, there's some flashbacks in there where they're talking, and it shows like all the stuff this uh, that uh, that. And I'm gonna say Jonathan Price because I can't say this Bergoglio name mm-hmm. really really well, but like. It shows all this, all these things where he's he's going through this uh, revolution in Argentina, and he's and uh and one of his major um mistakes that he feels that he made was during a time where where priests were being killed uh for their for their beliefs and and because there was this dictator that was just you know uh and they, he had some friends who wanted to do stuff like on the side, but he didn't protect them. And he was, he's, he feels like he's been scandalized by that because it's in his own heart. He believes he should have done more for his friends. Anyway, they, it's a, it's a conversation between two people who are just so diametrically opposed, but this, you know, the, the, uh, Pope, uh, Pope Benedict is like, I know, I know in my heart, we need this guy, even though I don't believe in anything he says. He needs some we need someone to bring back, you know, uh, bring back people to the Catholic Church and everything. So it's mainly just conversations Hmm. and flashbacks and things like that. But it's beautifully shot. You can't find two better actors playing Mm. these playing these roles. Uh, and the conversations are just, you know, just great and rich. And you will not know where the time went once it's
3: done. So it's Catholics in cars getting coffee? It's Catholics in <laughs> cars getting coffee. Yes. Did he
2: arrange for uh, for Francis to get elected? Or was he, that was his recommendation. And then the, the Cardinal, the College of Cardinals. Yeah, I think him.
0: he was, I think, I, I think, I think uh, Pope Francis was already fairly popular with yeah. everybody in the conclave. He but, finished
2: like third or something like that. Yeah, or it was third. Yeah. I think it was
0: third. And uh, and but the scandal and all this, all this stuff, like, sort of brought to light that yeah, we need to we need to appeal to more people and everything. And 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 the and the the Holy See or whatever still has some sway over this this conclave. Mm-hmm. He and I think yeah he 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 basically says at some point I can ensure that you will be elected.
3: So like you know basically his backing means a lot and that's the pope we have currently yes the one yeah the one yeah pope francis slapped the lady at the thing and then had to apologize yes Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like he did anything all that no he
2: didn't this the guy i can't wait to see this because i've been following this stuff in pretty real time Mm -hmm. uh just because i think it's fascinating especially ratzenberger oh ratzenberger (laughs) ratzenger sorry. <laughs> Ratzinger had the reputation for being an asshole mm-hmm. uh when he was even considered for the papacy. And so when he got it like it seemed like it was a setback for Catholicism at the time. And that's why it's so fascinating to me that they did almost a 180 here. Mm-hmm. And this this uh, uh Francis is such like a uh, man of the people and you know always wore the he's always wearing like the the frock that's, you know, kind of uh less Gregarious and stuff like that. People take advantage when they're grabbing onto him and stuff like that. He should be smacking more people.
0: But that's what they were showing in there in a lot of the flashbacks and everything is that this guy just really doesn't care about riches or or comfort or anything. Yeah. Um uh he after this incident and i haven't have, i've explained that poorly that whole thing with his friends and everything but uh, event, essentially he he feels like he should have done more for his friends during a time where dictators were telling everybody were shooting priests in the street and all mm. this other stuff but um but like even when he got to uh, uh the level of cardinal and this is this is really truly rags to well rags but like
2: yeah
0: he was a nobody that sort of just Started getting this reputation, and once he became a cardinal, that he he was he you know that's when you start living the highlight mm-hmm. and everything. But he did decided not to do that. Now this is what the movie says. I'm not sure how
2: these are the accounts that I've heard. are the accounts yeah, you yeah.
0: heard. Uh, I'm assuming because you have Fernando moreas here, and you, and it, and it looks like a sensitive portrayal of everything and an honest portrayal. It, it, it's probably true, but yeah, he he would set up he set up shop like basically under a bridge somewhere and just and he didn't have any he didn't have any like like opulent quarters mm-hmm. at all he lived he didn't need anything and even when he becomes pope there's some jokes in there basically where it's like he's trying to call in his own like it's almost like american president right where he's like, where he's like calling in something and he i think he's trying to call for um uh an air airplane ticket or something and he's like <laughs> Yeah, my name is this, and and the guy's like, ha ha ha. You mean like the Pope? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, yes, I am the Pope. You know, <laughs> uh but uh it, it's it's really really good. I was a I was a little uh, hesitant to watch it because I I was like, this this thing sounds adversarial. Two mm-hmm. popes uh you know is this going to be one of those like you know the tutors or some shit like that Mm. you know type of things and i'm not i don't really don't care about that type of thing but this is this is like two men it's funny just two men who are just so opposed in viewpoints but just getting along having great conversation and just beautifully shot i can't recommend that enough i'm nice wow that was a good
2: sell yeah Mm -hmm. What do you got all right so you recommended a movie to me The last time that we did a podcast. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. It was uh, a Denis Villeneuve movie. Yes. And it was called Prisoners. (laughs) Denis Villeneuve also directed a movie called Enemy. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason, I heard Jeremy's Prisoners as Enemy.
1: (laughs) I was like,
0: cool. I'm going to watch Enemy. (laughs) The uh, Jake Gyllenhaal doppelganger movie.
3: Yeah.
2: This is uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal doppelganger movie. Mm hmm. And I had no idea what to expect. Didn't know anything about anything. This about is probably
0: an awesome way to to see Enemy, though. Oh, I think you, so, yeah. Because you're expecting maybe something else. and I,
2: Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I just know that Jake was in it. I knew that there was
0: a... It, it, there's a weird thing
2: because of the Brothers movie that we talked about recently where there's like a duality <laughs> thing going on. Prisoners has the two people... I mean, the, the posters look the exact same. They're both one-word things. Yeah. And that's my justification for uh, it. So uh, I watched the Enemy. And... uh it has such an arrival feel to it obviously same director but it, it really does have that quiet deliberately paced huge ideas mm. mentality going for it there's some weird ass shit in this movie the conceit is that the two jakes are, are there <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. jakes
2: yeah the first jake is a frumpled college professor uh, who does the same thing, does the same woman every night? Uh, which is is Melanie Laurent is uh from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, is his girlfriend, uh, Frumpy Jake, and he does literally the same thing, to where like he does the same lecture, he does the same pattern of stuff when he gets home. It almost looked like he was a Groundhog Day situation to me at first, where he's doing the same thing on a loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other Jake, so he he sees, and this isn't a spoiler, he sees. A guy in a movie that looks an awful lot like him, and he's like, "Oh, that's that's weird." So then he rents other. He looks him up on Proto IMDb, and he finds his other movies, and he looks him up, and it it, it looks more and more like him. And then he says, "Well, I, I want to investigate this guy," and so he starts investigating this guy, and he turns into like an amateur sleuth. Turns out there is another Jake. There's another uh, a, a second Jake who's uh, married to a pregnant woman that he impregnated. Mm-hmm and (laughs) fancy that and he's an actor and he's like all nutritious and healthy and stuff like that and so i won't say anything else about the movie but there's some huge crazy ideas and visuals in this movie that make it absolutely striking and it will stay with you for a long long time
0: especially that last shot
2: that last shot i rewound and watched five times i did too literally five times i did too because first of all it's so quick that you don't know really what you saw mm-hmm. uh and then i read for probably an hour about this movie afterwards turns out nobody knows what the fuck i was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> it's one of those movies that you do you're not gonna get all the answers no, when you're done you're, you Even people literally i mean this is 2014 so it's been five years but like six years ago. yeah
0: there's some great theories and, he, oh, and, yeah. you're like, and you sit there and you go yeah, but uh... I
2: tell you what, man, there's one and, and the final visual is is really, really interesting, but there's one wide shot of it's Toronto, I think that they're or Montreal. They're mm. in Montreal. Uh and and the whole thing is shot through this much like Sicario is, shot through this like patinaed sepia toned uh lens. And it makes it even more mysterious i guess sepia ear Mm sepia uh sepia (laughs) ear but there's one shot because they show multiple overall pans of of Mm montreal uh but uh (laughs) later in the movie they show one where it's very different and it just cuts to it for maybe like two seconds and then it cuts back to the action and it's freaks you out Mm -hmm. and that is very reminiscent of arrival by the way Mm -hmm. yeah uh, that that image uh i can't recommend this movie enough it, it, it'll it head fuck you. It'll it'll fuck you right in the head. It'll fuck your head and your brain <laughs> and your mind. Yeah. But it's it's so good. Did you... You've seen this movie, right? I have. Did you like it? Uh, yes. Did you get the same Arrival? I'm saying it's Arrival vibes, even though that movie came two, two or three years later. But did you get the same vibes?
3: I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had seen Arrival first. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, me too, yeah. And went back and this is how i saw enemy and prisoners prisoners just stayed with me more mm-hmm. it's not i almost said prisoners isn't as much of a head fuck but that movie's still kind of a head fuck mm-hmm. but not in a you won't really necessarily know what happened kind of mm-hmm. way uh that one just made more of an impact on me i guess well, there's, a, there's a little too many unanswered questions in the two jakes yeah <laughs> I, yeah i uh
0: i think i'm trying to remember how many i, I think it was after arrival i went and found enemy And then uh, I saw Sicario for the first time, around that time, too. And then I went all the way back and saw Incendies. Oh, yeah. uh, Which is a a movie that a lot of people had been uh, tossing around for a decade, uh, for us to consider for the decade. Also very good. Mm -hmm. Incendies is is really good. Yeah. but uh that's where i saw it i saw them i saw all those like in the same area oh wow yeah so like enemy was like a real mind fuck out of all those
2: i tell you what uh either jake can uh can can lock down some quality ladies Mm-hmm. melanie laurent by the way this is the only other thing i've ever seen melanie laurent and in besides inglorious bastards hmm,
1: in
0: seen, fact you've seen have you seen now you see me
2: oh god damn
0: i forgot she was in that
2: I, um, I thought she was diane Kruger. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh she's I, I feel like she's been in more um more stuff that you may have seen because she she kind of just kind of appears in some of these movies every once in a while she's not doesn't have the same kind of big role as she does in glorious bastards but uh also it looks like now you see me though is the only other big one that she's been who's that
3: french chicken tenant uh, I don't know who that is. The blonde. Is. Maybe she's not French. She looks like the French girl from Harry Potter 4. Goblet of oh, Fire. Yeah. The girl that, the lead girl of the.
0: Oh, Elizabeth Debicki, who is uh, oh. in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's the, like, bro- like gold queen chick, whatever. She's
2: also- oh,
3: the girl from The tail.
2: And Cloverfield yeah, Paradox. Oh, okay,
3: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm with you. She's also in what else did I see? She she oh, she she is she is oh, yeah. French, by the way.
0: Oh, she is French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can spot the French she was <laughs> on <in, laughs> sight. She was in Widows. She was in Great Gatsby. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's
3: weird that she never stuck out to me until I saw the tail Because it looks like she has such a unique look. Yeah, yeah. she
0: stuck out to me because she's like six foot one. Anyway, enemy. Good, good call Enemy's good. yeah. All right guys, it is time to talk about better help.
1: Better, better help.
2: help. Yes, yes, yes. all right. okay, all right. all right yes. okay. all right, yes, yes. It's after the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yay. we all made it through. Mm-hmm. Some people find the holidays extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. I was not one of those people mm-hmm. until this year. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> <laughs> this year it was extremely stressful. Um, you know it, and, and for me it was it was a little bit higher than normal stress. But for someone who is dealing with active depression, active anxiety, it probably would have been very, very stressful. So probably there are people out there listening that did have that experience. And I don't know if you've been treated or not, but if you haven't been or if you've been looking for alternatives or things like that, this is a great service. It's called BetterHelp, uh, betterhelp.com, and it's an online counseling service where you sign up, you answer a few questions, and you get matched to a licensed therapist usually in your area that you can interact with online from the privacy of your own home and actually do video chats like regular therapy appointments you can send messages back and forth you can text you can just do audio chats you can do really any number of things but the the point is is that you get help and access to counseling at really the click of a mouse so this is this is a service that we've Believed in, and that we really, if you need something like this for stress, anxiety, depression, um, addiction, things like that, they have you covered. Go to betterhelp.com. It's good stuff. I want to say something uh, that's tangential to this suicide rates also go up over the holidays. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk a lot about suicide prevention on this show. Now, this BetterHelp is not a suicide prevention place. If you need help, Call 1-800-273-8255 is the Suicide Prevention Hotline.
3: What is it called, Lifeline? Uh, I don't know the official name of it, but I do know that they are moving forward with a new three-digit emergency line for a suicide helpline, much like 911. Right. I believe it's going to be 988. Yeah. Uh, but it's not officially working yet, but that's coming soon, which is huge, because asking people to dial a 1-800 number when they're having suicidal thoughts, that's helpful, and it's proven statistically to help, Mm -hmm. but it's still more work than some people are even able to do when they're in that kind of a state, Uh, whereas a three-digit thing, uh, it's going to improve things a lot.
2: Yeah, but if you are having thoughts about harming yourself in any way, call that number 1-800-273-8255. BetterHelp is not a suicide prevention service, but the reason that I bring this up is that if you're having, if you're not to that level, If you're not like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about harming myself, but I am having problems. I'm having problems with depression or uh, anxiety or nervousness or whatever you want to call it. You don't have to wait for it to get to that point to ask for help. Go to BetterHelp.com. Fill out a survey, a few questions and things like that. Get matched and be on your way to uh, addressing some issues. I had a great therapist and is still using the service and it's fantastic. Very easy to do. Just do it right now. Go to BetterHelp.com SYNCAST and you get a 10% discount on your first month. That's not nothing, I promise. Uh, go to BetterHelp.com slash SYNCAST. Uh, do it now. Do it now. Right. If you need it, do it now.
4: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. First ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: Do
3: we want to recommend or a warn? Actually, I'm going to do a warn because, uh, quick recommend, I I finally saw Chernobyl, and Chris has raved about it already and recommended it before, um, so I won't use my slot to recommend that, but I recommend that. Mm -hmm. Particularly the end of the second episode, where they send those three poor motherfuckers down into the water with lights. And then the lights start to go off one by one as their radiation monitors start beeping and going crazy, and then it goes to black, and the fucking credits roll.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's
3: one of the most freak-out endings of an episode of any show I've ever seen. You know,
0: Chernobyl, unfortunately, suffers from uh, tons of people after the fact coming out and saying, well, not all of that happened, (laughs) and none of this happened, and blah, 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 and it's like, God damn it. Can we just, you know- because there's nothing that takes away from the achievement that chernobyl is right but then when people are saying well in actuality this thing right here you know uh you know i guess that's what people th- say about us when we do a <laughs> video but um but like uh you know it it sucks because the because chernobyl's really good really well made especially and in that episode especially you're talking about is great the one at the end where um jared harris is going through all the what happened and everything yeah. even though that's never been established or anything it still sounds good enough to me that it's like that's a great explanation for how you know yeah but of course you know i'm sure there's a scientist that's like fuck you no
3: <laughs> anyway i was riveted they played a marathon new year's eve new year's day mm-hmm. christmas day one of those and i watched all four of them four of them yeah, it's four. Uh, fantastic. Uh, right. But my ra- my warn, <laughs> I watched a movie called Sleepaway Camp 3. Oh, good. <laughs> like, for real? This sounds yeah. awesome. Did you not see my notes? This is <laughs> a, a horror movie? Well, it thinks it is. <laughs> it's more of a comedy. So Sleepaway Camp, the original, was sort of a lower budget, uh, but still attempting to be serious knockoff of uh, Camp Crystal Lake. whatever. Friday, the 13th. Friday the 13th. Uh, summer camp murders happen, yada yada. Um, <laughs> uh, then there's apparently a second one
1: <laughs> where they so.
3: where they made it a little campier, and one of the counselors um started murdering everybody. I have not seen one or two, but I have seen three. And three <laughs> opens with this killer girl who had been one of the, the the killer from the second movie, who's one of the counselors. Only this time, she, they they reopened the camp, and she's one of the campers. <laughs> and everybody keeps telling her, "You look old for a camper." You look old for a cat How old are you? She's a seventy. You look older than that. Whole fucking movie while she's killing people left and right. <laughs> um, I had the most fun watching this movie. <laughs> I kept going into the, the other room to tell my wife all the ways. Now this movie was made in the eighties. I think it's uh, fuck, eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere in there. Because yeah, it's eighty nine. The first thing I, re- I recognized was all the uh rampant bigotry and racism. Oh. So, like, one guy is there at the camp. He's, he's a camper. His name is Tony. And one girl says to another girl, that Tony, he's kind of cute. And the second girl goes, ew, he's Mexican. <laughs> like, dead serious.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, <clears throat> there's, like, a grown owner of the camp who fucks one of the students. Uh, they, they get, they get students. killed in the middle of it. Um, the way that she kills people is always different. And the, the murders are almost always off screen. Uh-huh. Um. But like, they play this, the counselors have them playing this game, they call it the blindfold game. (laughs) This is a game I played in elementary school, but these are high school students. You you split into pairs, one person is a blindfold, and the other person has to guide them to a destination through the forest, and it's about trust. Mm -hmm. And this is the mechanism by which she basically kills everyone. Let's play the (laughs) trust game, and I'll walk you off a ravine. Let's play the trust game. I'm going to bury you in trash and run over your face with a lawnmower. (gasps) Um... It's multiple times. Awesome! <laughs> it's so bad. I want to watch the first two now. Um. So this is Sleepaway
0: Camp three, right? Three. Yes. Uh, Pamela Springsteen, who is the sister of Bruce Springsteen, is, is she the, the, is Angela in this? Angela is. I'm guessing she's the the main chick.
3: She would have to be, I guess.
0: She's the first one that pops up, but I don't know.
3: Does she look young, brunette? or does she look middle-aged with white hair
0: uh i'm looking at pictures right now like is that maybe her
3: yeah that looks like her yeah
0: okay so that's the sister
3: that's bruce springsteen's sister holy god she's a terrible actress (laughs) um um very bad bad (laughs) though some of the worst acting i've ever seen in my life
0: (laughs) and then there's this girl
3: she's in it she's the one that um well she gets down with tony She's okay. the one that thinks Tony's cute, but the other one says, "Ew, he's Mexican."
0: Oh uh, yeah, of course.
2: Um, Is the same girl racist to everybody, or are there different racists? Everybody's racist,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, except the black guy and the Mexican guy. <laughs> of course, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a warn because it's not good. And any of you that pop in are going to be like, "What the fuck?" But it just it was the right time, right place, right right mix of bad acting, nudity, yeah. shitty horror. It is a Jeremy special, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go back for seconds and thirds. <clears throat> Sleepaway Camp three All bitches.
1: Right. All right. Oh
0: wow.
2: <laughs> um. Did you ever watch? I'm sorry. Did you ever watch? wrong turn at tahoe
3: okay so i loaded it up the day you tweeted about it i loaded it up on amazon prime but i realized i have had too much wine and i will not remember this if i watch it and then yeah i've been on a kick of watching other stuff for the bracket and whatnot but i haven't gotten but it's definitely going to be watched
0: uh, i don't know which one to pick out of this group i'm going to go ahead with um wreck a warning high life mm.
2: ah bobby p right
0: yeah, yeah um, Bobby P. Um, uh and yeah and uh is you have uh mia goth in it and um who else is in this oh, uh, mia Goth she was in uh the cure for wellness she was the huh. uh she plays i mean with a name like mia goth of course she always plays these uh strange type characters and oh she was in nymphomaniac she was oh oh oh, yeah okay i don't i don't know what the deal is with this movie at all and (laughs) and maybe it's just (laughs) i mean you're talking about a movie that's like getting on best lists it's also getting on worst lists Uh it's got a 5.9 on the imdb wow Mm -hmm. so apparently when you like it you just love it and and when you hate it you really hate it but um it's about these prisoners who are sent to space for an, for like a fertility experiment and uh juliette binoche plays the the scientist who's trying to get this done now the prisoners there's uh, i think an equal number of female prisoners and male prisoners uh they are not allowed to have sex with each other and the guys have to come in and, like, give samples to Juliette Binoche. Um, and I guess she tries to impregnate the women and everything. And nothing seems to be working. Uh, we know that it does work, though, because the very first scene of the movie is, is Pattinson is out on, like, trying to fix something on the ship. And he's got a baby monitor. And the ba- and there's a baby looking at, like, all these random images that are coming from Earth on the screen and that's 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 that girl's tv essentially Ooh. is these random images um so you he hears the the baby crying or whatever or, or 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 babbling or whatever but like so the whole thing is about like well what happened then because why is he the only one left with this baby at this hmm. point so that's what the story is about on high life and there is a scene in this movie uh there's a scene i there's a there's a construct in this i think they call it the fuck box
2: nice oh i've seen that you have what at walmart yes
0: (laughs) it was in that place in gatlinburg with all the deltas oh it's in the gatlinburg that's right my uncle had one of those (laughs) yeah yeah of course he did yeah they marked it down from 399 it was 299 over the christmas holidays (laughs) fuck box um but uh but like Uh, There's a scene in here. Like this is where like the people go to get off. Um, they go into this room and there's, and there's a big long scene with Juliette Binoche, where it's like this. You don't know exactly what kind of contraption it is. Uh, but it's a weird masturbation zinc. Okay. And and you're like, okay, yeah, right. See you guys later. Um, uh, and. uh, so, yeah, it's basically just the story of, like, what happened and why they're, why Pattinson is alone with this girl, with this with this baby at this point. And, like, what how did this happen? What, how did they have the successful fertility? All this other stuff. And I just, like, at the end of it, I was like, you know, that was <laughs> – <laughs> that was okay. That was good, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened, though. Ah. I, I know what happened, but I don't understand the purpose. <laughs> I don't understand – why would somebody think this is great i don't i you know i was i was lost on that one for a bit may require multiple viewings at some point but uh but yeah i i don't think i got it i didn't get it this is
2: all set in space Mm Hmm. does it got a nice vibe to it like a because we all like space movies and Mm -hmm. things like that does it have
0: there's i mean and there's occasional some flashbacks to earth too um but and i can't i don't i don't remember if there was there's something going on on earth that requires fertility uh you know they need babies it's like children of men or something like Mm -hmm. that i don't know if that's what's going on i'm assuming that's what it is or if juliette binoche is just crazy because her character is not is not all the way there
1: Hmm.
0: she's not all the way there Hmm. um and uh but there i mean it's there's enough interesting in it to be like watch that you know maybe we should discuss this movie at some Mm -hmm. point i i don't i don't even remember it coming out but i heard people talking about it suddenly by the end of the year because it's like one of these best movies and uh like i said it's got a 5.9 on the imdb i watched it i'd probably give it a six something Mm -hmm. i don't know what what exactly this movie's about but um uh, yeah, it's a it's a wreck of worn because I feel like it's a movie that needs to get watched and we need to discuss it and we all need to collectively figure out whether or not it's worth <laughs> worth
2: talking about. We're gonna spend our time <laughs> figuring out if you should spend your time. That's right. That's so Mia correct. Goth was also Sarah in Suspiria. The Suspiria That's right. uh, yep. remake, and uh this was directed by Claire Denis. What has Claire Denis done?
0: Um, and she's oh okay. a lot. she's yeah. famous. Oh, she did Chocolat no e, well, no that no, was Lasse was... hallstrom who did that but um i'm trying to see if she did anything that is Immediately Jeez, it's all it's all
3: french stuff yeah um but she's still famous like at least in french circles yeah yeah for sure
0: uh, andré benjamin is in it um 3000 in Highland. Yeah, andré 3000 wow yeah. Interesting. um uh but yeah i think it's a movie that if you watch you're going to be coming back going boy this is the fucking best mm-hmm. And if you
3: watch, you'll be like, "I don't know what the fuck happened." <laughs> and and let's watch it to see if that happens. <laughs> I would love it if we had the reverse reactions, and I and, loved it, and you were like, "What the fuck?" And that when
0: mean? I when I when I say don't know what the fuck happened, it's pretty clear like what it's pretty clear the actions that are happening. Like, okay, I I, I get what I you just don't know the why mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. there's a lot of why in this. Mm-hmm. Why did this happen? Why did they do it this way? um and so you have to so, and 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 the ending of it is one of those where you're like yeah that could you could interpret this a number of ways by the end of this mm. like this ending but uh, that's why i say wreck of war mm. it's it's an interesting movie but i'm not sure it's got i'm not sure if ever you know it's completely understandable
2: all right well i'm sold i'm gonna watch it
3: okay hey you want to get sad yeah. um always
2: uh one of the contenders for best of the decade that i've been seeing on a lot of lists is called a separation uh-huh
0: yeah i love this movie
2: you've seen this movie mm-hmm. seen it twice uh interesting 2011 movie just watched it uh, it's on netflix right now just to to summarize what it is it starts off with a very moving scene uh it's in uh, farsi it's in set in iran and uh it's a couple arguing that they uh, the woman is saying that they should be divorced but they have to she has to apply for like permission but for the court to do that. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything technically untoward. He doesn't beat her, he does he's not abusing drugs, he's good to their kid, that kind of thing. He's taking care of his father who has Alzheimer's, very advanced Alzheimer's, who stays with them and he takes care of them. Uh the wife really takes it, does the lion's share. He works. And so the judge says you can't you can't divorce. Regardless, she moves out anyway.
0: And, and this is Iran, right? So this is, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, very male-centric about everything regarding marriages. And
2: and, and everything regarding legal issues yes. overall. Okay, so it, it, that impacts the family. She moves out, lives with her sister or mom or whatever, uh, her mom actually. And he continues to raise, the, the daughter stays with him, and he has to get a house guest or a house caregiver uh, to stay with his dad while he goes to work. So he brings this woman in uh, to interview for the work. She says, that's not, that's not enough money for you to pay me. He says, look, that's all I got. Um, you know, take it or not. She's kind of waffling whether she's going to take it or not, but she shows up the next day. Ooh. He goes to work. Uh, she, this, is, this is a very interesting part of the movie. This is a wreck of warn for me, by the way. This is a very interesting part of the movie. Uh, the, the father is so out of it that he didn't get to the bathroom on time, so he actually soils himself. This woman who is a devout, devout, devout Muslim calls like a hotline to ask a uh, a religious leader if it is a sin for her to clean him off because it's just her and him. So, you know, they're not married. They're not related, that kind of thing. So she gets permission from this religious leader and does this and it becomes kind of a bone of contention. She's like, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, She then gets her husband involved and he's like. Why are you getting your husband involved? She's like, yeah, he can do the same work. In fact, it would be better because he can clean him up if, if he needs to. And so husband doesn't show up. All this stuff happens. It ends up uh, with a, a scene where he fires her. He's like, you know what? I can't deal with this. I'm going to find somebody else. Uh, you need to leave. By the way, I looked in my my uh, bedroom, and I saw that there's some money missing. So you, you must have stolen that because nobody else would have. And she, being a religious person, takes – huge offense to this and really starts like getting aggressive about like, no, 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 I didn't do that. I didn't do that. It turns out to where he basically kind of like shoves her out the door Uh in a certain way and closes. it. You don't know what happened after that. You see it from the perspective of the, the thing. And I won't say anything more about the plot after that. No, no, it's, it's not anything gross or anything like that. Um, it's fascinating what happens after that. What I didn't like about this movie is that it's goddamn depressing. Every <laughs> fucking part of this movie is depressing. From the relationship with the old man, from the relationship with the uh, the housekeeper, her relationship with her husband, his relationship with his estranged wife, her relationship with with the the housekeeper. Everybody is is. It's just. It's just so depressing. I I pitched it as like the depressing version of a marriage story because marriage story at least has some breaths of air Mm. where you come up and you're like, oh, some frivolity, some real life stuff. But then it goes back into despair. This is all despair. Now, having said that, it's extremely well shot. It's extremely well acted. It gives you a perspective of a different culture from the U.S. side, at least. Uh, So I would recommend watching it. It is just not a feel good, happy movie
0: oh man um i would full-on recommend this movie this is a huge recommend for me i've seen it twice i think it's great and yes there are depressing things in it but that movie is super well made yeah it is and uh and it is fascinating to see a completely different country and how unfair it is to women in general like every single thing that goes to a court the court in this is just some random. You walk into some dude, yeah. like he's at a behind a desk, and it's not even a room. It's no, just, it's just like a closet. Basically. Yeah, and and they, and and they sit there and say, "Well, this happened." Well, no, no, really, this happened. And the the guy just kind of makes a judgment based off of what they say. There's no other evidence that you like can can present or mm-hmm. anything it's just wor- their word against yours type of thing and it's just like oh my god i can't believe this is even how think disputes are settled mm-hmm. at all it doesn't make any sense but um yeah i fully recommend this movie i haven't seen it in a while mm. uh this guy who directed it ascar for hardy for hardy I uh, did a movie called Fireworks Wednesday, which was on Mubi. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how long ago, but that movie was good. It also had similar uh, situations in that one, but it's also a very good movie. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, I love A Separation. Um, I'm not surprised that it got uh, pitched by a few of our listeners as a best of the decade. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, I had high expectations for it, but I didn't connect to it, uh, I guess, just emotionally. Mm-hmm. Because it it seemed like it was purposefully, and th- this is the point of the movie, mm-hmm. purposefully, really getting into the muck of like the the the, the shitty
1: things. Yeah. <laughs> has
2: to do. Now the 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 guy who plays the husband of the housekeeper is spectacular. His character is arguably uh, he's complex, mm-hmm. but he's a spectacular actor, and his performance is spectacular but it, it's not somebody that you necessarily root for. Huh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So no football on the groin? No football. Yeah. <laughs> <That'd> be <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to do questions? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, We can do some questions.
0: Question. Question. I got something to say. I want the truth.
1: I am listening.
2: Did you ever have a moment when you watched a movie and a reference slash joke slash comment came up, which you did not get, but then weeks, months, years later, it dawned on you all of a sudden what it meant, and you found a new appreciation for that scene? This person is excluding adult humor that you did not get as a child, which is a big caveat because there's a million of those uh what are some of the the examples of a reference that you didn't get until later on
0: Mm. um so in the movie nashville there is a part where uh an aspiring singer uh is invited by ned Beatty and all these guys to Mm. come sing at a bar and sort of be her tryout Mm. and everything she's an awful singer yes she is she's an awful singer but um as she's as she sings in front of all these guys the guys start hooping and hollering asking her to strip down while she sings Mm. and because the allure of being a famous singer is so strong for her Mm. she does this and when i first saw this i was like i think i was probably 17 or 18 when i first saw nashville i was like why did they even give her this time to sing if they knew she was such an awful singer and everything Mm. why would they do that that's what my mind was where my mind was at uh if she's such a horrible singer why did you even give this and why did she take her clothes off i don't even get Mm. why she even bothered doing that that's not going to get her a singing contract (laughs) of course like i forgot all about this until i saw nashville recently like maybe a year or two ago And saw this scene completely differently. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, oh, so she did that. They invited her because they wanted her to strip down in front of them. Mm -hmm. She stripped down because she thought she was going to get a singing job doing that. But as a younger person, I just did not understand at all why they would invite her to do this and why she would do that. And then there's the scene afterwards where the guys like, "Man, this is Nashville, man. They're going to they're going to eat you up eat you alive here mm-hmm. and all that." But I was just like, I just never understood that. And then and then you just realize, "Okay, there's there were ulterior motives that I didn't know were there from the beginning." And that afterward like when she actually did it, that she actually thought this was going to get her somewhere.
2: Is that an uncomfortable scene? It's an uncomfortable scene because it looks like she does not want to do this at the beginning. Yeah. Does
0: she,
2: from my memory, does it turn into where she's actually, quote, enjoying this? Like she's enjoying no. the attention? It's always that she's uncomfortable with this, but she thinks she, she has to do it.
0: She's She's a champ in that she is doing that she thinks she's doing a great job singing and everything and ever all these guys like "woo" or mm. whatever and then finally they're just like you know like, take it off sister and all this other stuff and as she's as she's pulling her dress off she, you can see in her face mm. this is not something she wanted she didn't sign up for at all yeah. uh this is this is and and she probably realizes even in that moment even though she's doing it this probably isn't going to get me anywhere, but I will do the very last desperate thing that I can do to possibly become famous at the end, you know, by the end of this.
2: Yeah, because that's her only goal. I mean, she's hyper. She just she has everything except for the talent. Yeah, exactly. To, to actually make it like she's got the drive and the determination. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's presented really, really well in the movie where it's not even like close where you can. You know, you kind of fudge it it's when, she's awful yeah,
0: yeah and and it had the movie has the foresight to show her not exactly happy about this this is a movie that came out in 1975 um you know i even the, even then i've been watching probably this was around the time that i started watching all these movies from the 70s that i had missed and everything i i i probably looked at the scene like going ah it's 70s what are you gonna do they Mm. always did this shit women were just taking their clothes off for no reason and this and it's just their way to put nudity i remember the 70s (laughs) yeah exactly just a way of putting nudity in the movie and and look at what we can get away with now that there's an mpaa and Mm. all that and uh and so then but just then later on just realizing you know what oh and maybe i should have known younger i don't know yeah um but it just didn't didn't play that way to me the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I understand that. What do you mm-hmm.
3: think? What do I want to go with here? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you two. A quick one is uh, the first Kingsman movie. Um, the, the Kingsman, the Secret Service—is that what it was called? The first one, yeah, yes. the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Mark Hamill is playing a professor that gets kidnapped in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was charming. And then after I'd seen the movie, I found out in the original comic, it's based on... It's actually Mark Hamill. It's not some professor. Like, Mark <laughs> Hamill, the actor, gets kidnapped. <laughs> so when they made the movie, they hired him to play a... Prof- now, I'm a little unsure why they didn't just keep it Mark Hamill, since that was the, the original comic. Because he is a
2: professor in the, the movie. He's not playing himself He's not playing in the Mark movie.
3: Hamill in the Kingsman movie. Right. He's, yeah, playing he's playing Professor whats his name? Arnold. Nose? Arnold, yeah. yeah. But in the comic, it's actually Mark Hamill, and it made... A little more charming for me. Uh, The other one is not in the spirit of the question because I'm a rebel. Uh, (laughs) But uh, my favorite movie, The Matrix, there was a line that bothered me for years that I I just thought was, well, I thought it was a problem. I thought it was a mistake in the film. And it's when, right when they get done going to the Oracle and they come back and he sees the deja vu cats and they realize that they've changed something and there's brick walls. And Morpheus turns around and says to Cypher, give me your phone. And Trinity says they'll be able to trace it and hands her phone to him. Cypher's phone is in the garbage can outside where mm-hmm. he dropped it when they got out of the limo so that the agents would know where to come. So when the first I don't know, 15 times I saw this movie, when Trinity says they'll be able to track it, use mine, I'm always like, how does she know he's the mole? Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She, when she's talking to him in the very first scene of the movie, he's on his phone and she's on a regular phone. And that's when the agents show up to get her. Oh, and so she knows they'll be able to track it because the last time she talked to him on Cypher's phone, the agent showed up. Oh, so whether I he's a mole that. or not, they've tapped his phone in her eyes,
1: uh-huh.
3: but every time the first half. The time I watched this movie, I was like, that's why, how does she know? Why doesn't she just say to Morpheus, he's a d- double agent? Yeah. If she knows, they'll be able to, tra- but it's not that. She doesn't figure it out. He's a mole. She just knows his phone is traceable by the agents.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And then once I had that re- revelation, I was like, wow, I'm such an idiot. I never, <laughs> I, never I never really thought twice about it, but. Yeah, I could see it either way. Yeah, it always bugged me, but she like she knew some secret, and there was a, a scene on the cutting room floor where she was like threatening, and you tell Cypher, you tell him what you're doing, Cypher, I'm going to turn you in. But that's not the case. <laughs> She's just, she just remembering.
1: <laughs> anyway,
2: there you go. That's nice. Uh, okay, I got a couple. The uh, There's so much to unpack in Jordan Peele's Us, like mm. all the subtext and all the Easter eggs and all the stuff uh, that goes with it. And we had, what, like a two, two and a half hour discussion with our friends afterwards at Sin Week mm-hmm. about the movie and all the themes and all the, the references and stuff like that. One thing I don't think that we brought up at that point uh, was the fluoride line. Uh, at some point when they're driving, the family is uh, you know having a normal conversation, and the daughter is looking at her phone, I believe, and she says, wow, u- the government is using fluoride to control our brains. And I didn't give much thought to it, but it's it's a couple of things. First of all, it's kind of an explanation thrown out to what may be going on with the tethered and all that stuff. But it's also a reference to Dr. Strangelove with uh, General Ripper, mm-hmm. where he has that long diatribe for to Peter Sellers about like, you know you ever seen a commie drink water
1: <laughs> and he's like
2: i don't think i'd have so he's like no it's all straight vodka <laughs> Those <There's> commies <laughs> drink fucking vodka because they know that they're using the fluoride in their uh in the water to demasculize us or something yeah. like that oh wow
0: <laughs> but it's a direct reference to, to dr strangelove
3: well, that's weird
2: and i missed it and that's a great moment in that fucking thing because he is totally lost it is
0: that a point. straight up reference to dr strangelove because From what i read it is okay because i i always thought that the fluoride thing was something thing that conspiracy theorists had always bandied about yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything and it wasn't just to the movie that that brought that up but
2: i think it was jordan peele trying to give a little shout out to nice it. and uh it made me go back and watch that scene god damn i love that I, peter sellers should be up on the mount rushmore of like the best actors of mm-hmm. all time i think mm-hmm. yeah uh and i think he died what mid eighties, something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it, it seems like he's kind of gotten lost in the conversation because he was such. So, he was technically a character actor, but he embodied all those characters so perfectly. 1980. 1980. So right after being there came out because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was eighty. Being
0: being there was seventy nine. Wow. Uh,
2: so there's that. Uh, and the other thing, just a quick shout out to this. I've talked about the. In It Chapter 1, the smiling librarian in the background Mm -hmm. when Ben is doing his thing. And it's just this creepy, and you can get chills just thinking about it, like this creepy librarian smiling in the background. That's a a good example of this. But contrast that to It Chapter 2. I don't know what It Chapter 2 is trying to do. I, I, I don't know how those are such disparate films. There's a scene in there where uh, Beverly goes back to her her childhood home and everything, and it's the old lady. This is the fucking trailer. By the way, I can't believe that they released that whole scene as the trailer. Yeah. Uh, I gave that away. But there's a scene where she's actually looking at the January fire or whatever it is, note, and she's smiling. And in the background, you see the old lady, like, scamper out. Mm -hmm. It has the elements. Both have the same elements. The second scene is not fucking scary at all. Mm-hmm. It's not even approaching scary. You know that she's it. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know that there's something fucked up here. It's not a, a trick to trick your eyes to to get you to freak out or anything like that. It's that whole fucking movie is full of just obvious shit mm-hmm. that that doesn't freak you out at all. It misses all of the elements of the first story. Yeah,
0: you know? if that if that woman had been just normal yeah instead of like giving the sense of unease right off the bat with the you know talking and then having that stare for like 10 seconds yeah, and the yeah, one yeah. thing and then having the like the the scar on her chest and all these different things that kept coming up in there is like that little that little thing in the background and if you could just take out the the musical stinger too yeah that would have been a <laughs> much yeah that would have been a much creepier moment yeah in the background yeah, But they, they set it up where you're expecting it to happen, even if you hadn't seen the the trailer. God, ah, those
2: those jump scares, those CG characters are so just I, – I understand why they did the CG. They wanted to make it more effects-driven, but it completely cheapened all of the scares. Mm. I really hate this movie. I haven't seen it. I hate this You didn't see it at all?
3: No, you guys were pretty down on it
2: it's like it went from i don't know if that's really all that good when i first saw it to i really don't like this movie
0: when the the, you know the kid cast is a is a big deal but like they're in dairy already and it makes sense that you know that this you know this evil force that's based there is is uh is uh, terrorizing them now when they're adults and they've done this blood oath thing to come back that they don't even remember yeah. that they did they just know to come back they just know to come back you know mike and his like uh hey it's mike and <laughs> and you know not saying who it is uh, he does say it's me i think it is, yeah, was. I, I, he may have he may do that <laughs> but like it when they come back and then like the whole movie sets them to go like we we need to go back and remember what yeah. happened yeah. and it's basically like what it's almost plays like what they didn't show you and it won like all these different things with the kids that happened mm-hmm. after the big uh, uh breakup at the end mm-hmm. of the first movie like they went off and and experienced other stuff related <laughs> to it that they need to re-experience and none of it's any good yeah yeah none of it no the 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 especially that scene with ben and bev yeah <laughs> like like bev like I, I, we did this in the sims video but like bev does that whole thing where she's like do you think i'd really go out with somebody as fat and disgusting as you and that's bad enough but then they have to well we can't stop there we got to uh, make her like a flamey head oh my thing god that's that not for? scary at all yeah um yeah it doesn't it doesn't i mean after all the things that they've seen in their lives what is a flamey head bad, <laughs> what is that gonna
2: do with it? what is that gonna do oh my god I, I mentioned this in the sins video but the the fact that scene where they're all together at the chinese restaurant and all that stuff where they're like high-fiving and like all laughing and drinking and all that stuff it's such an obvious thing they have chemistry guys mm. we've got talented actors that are so and then you've got like fucking all the star power of bill hader and jessica chastain and uh and uh and uh james mcavoy james mcavoy and then you got these rantos with eddie and ben yeah
0: and, at least to us and, i don't know if this and the old spice guy isaiah mustafa oh that's right Yeah. yeah.
3: well <laughs> yeah. one of those horse. guys was on the wire um and in the tremay i can't think of his name but he was the fuck up son of the uh union boss in season two of the wire ziggy oh is that eddie or ben
0: um i think that's it's eddie. eddie it's eddie because uh because he's also in sinister he's the yeah the cop in sinister yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
2: The other guy I didn't recognize at all.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. No. It is it is I mean, it is kind of uh interesting. They got adult actors that pretty much look like mm. the the kids in there. Even even Ben, who they've you know, they've got, you know, they've made hot yeah, in it and everything. Even he looks like the kid yeah. and everything. That is kind of cool. <laughs> you, but you look
2: like every Brazilian soccer player.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who actually
2: is the greatest detective on film? Ooh. This question further stipulates who actually does some detecting and not just suddenly realize the truth or use a fantastical gadget to give them all the answers.
0: Newt. Yeah. Well. Well. Right. Yeah. Um, Doctor Who.
3: This is
0: this is my uh, once again a chance for me to pimp the greatness that is zero effect
3: (laughs) i knew you were going to answer this one of course (laughs) how else am
0: i i mean i'm not gonna i'm gonna say the robert downey jr sherlock holmes yes not saying that shit definitely um uh he does calculations and shit he does um daryl zero as played by bill pullman is basically sherlock holmes they've made it a shirt it's a sherlock holmes movie but with everybody you know ben stiller's playing watson Mm -hmm. essentially in this they've got the same kind of relationship that that uh holmes and watson have uh but there is actual like research and and there's even a whole monologue and a narration monologue in there where he's like i can't Mm -hmm. underestimate the importance of good research Mm -hmm. and talking about like he's and he's he's just very knowledgeable about his subject and uh and he there's a there's a scene in there where they're talking he, they're looking at a crime scene photo something that happened in this hotel in the 70s and uh, he's like, he's like, uh, you see this? The the bed is three feet away from the wall. Like back, okay, back in the 1970s, you couldn't have a bed close to a close to a radiator or whatever because of uh, fire codes or whatever. He's like, no inspector would have let allowed, allowed this to pass. <laughs> and all this other stuff, It's like stuff just off the top of his head. That's just, uh, it's just amazing. And he doesn't have these sudden house realizations, which you know, house was a Sherlock Holmes. Uh, a medical show, essentially. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not like these sudden. He does have epiphanies, but it's because he's. You can see him thinking, and you can see him going over all the knowledge that he has it's not like you know he goes and talks to robert sean leonard and robert sean leonard says something about like he has a bar mitzvah to attend and house goes oh bar mitzvah yeah and then it's you know it's uh, he suddenly learns he suddenly knows what the disease is that's
2: that's the problem i love that show yeah that's the biggest fucking problem i have with that show Mm -hmm. is that they do all this work to figure out what it's not every time and the, the answer always comes from fucking luck, yeah, or some sort of happenstance that somebody says, "Oh, I dropped my uh, injection of
3: insulin." Insulin
2: <laughs> yeah. must be pancreatic cancer. I yeah. will say
3: his interplay with Robert Sean Leonard is one of my favorite television relationships ever. It's awesome for sure. It's I love awesome. House. Don't I get do me too. wrong. I do too. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't I didn't think you were ripping on House. No, I no, just, it's uh,
0: just that it's just that House is clearly what this question yeah. you know he's like saying, don't answer don't answer and 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 in this one zero effect daryl zero you can see him actually going through all the papers yeah. and going through all the like knowledge and the writing reading letters and he even reads ryan o'neill's poem that he wrote in college uh-huh. he figured he's he's knowing this he goes he goes to uh the the fitness center where ryan o'neill is just to get just to start talking to him and there's a whole point where he's like talking to the guy in the bathroom and everything after he talks to him he's like he's like and and like most and like most uh uh harvard grads takes little prompting to say that he's from harvard (laughs) that he went to harvard he's like i say celtics this guy starts talking about (laughs) harvard And, and 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 it's and it's getting to know the the subject of the the person that he's not really investigating him but he is trying to investigate why someone is blackmailing him and who could be the blackmailer and why and everything and that movie is just so good (laughs) i wish i wasn't on an island about this movie no you're not i love that movie i just need to
3: see it more me too um all right i'm gonna give you all right, I'm going to give you a couple scenes. The one that just came to me that's not on my list is David Strathairn in Sneakers, in that scene where he figures out where the fuck Robert Redford was taken <laughs> yeah. through audio Oh, only. that scene is so what fucking is awesome. It is. And we haven't talked about Sneakers recently, so I thought I'd throw <laughs> that out, because he definitely counts. Uh, then the other one I thought of is McNulty and Bunk on The Wire. You still haven't seen The Wire. There's an episode, I think it's season one of The Wire. That these two said, guys are murder detectives, homicide detectives. Did you say Bunk? That's his nickname. Oh, okay. uh, uh, it's oh, yeah. I was Clarence about to, Thomas. I was,
0: I was about to come up with his name. <laughs> Wendell, Wendell Pierce. It's
3: Wendell Pierce. It's Wendell Pierce. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the actor. Or the yeah, character if name. you
0: had said, if you had said Twilight black guy in twilight <laughs> i would have been like i did say clarence thomas uh, um uh
3: there's a scene now they're, they've been pulled off on this special detail that's the wire where they're going after the drug dealers but they're murder they're homicide detectives they're true police they're consider themselves real police and there's a scene where they almost completely solve a murder in three minutes only using variations of the word fuck uh this is a cold case murder and uh, it's already been investigated and they come in here and they just start detecting, investigating and like he opens the fridge and sees like a, a crack, like a bullet, maybe the bullet went through the fridge, and, like maybe the fridge was open. He's like, fuck me. And then he turns and looks at the window and sees a bullet hole. And he's like, fuck me, motherfucker. And they go, (laughs) you've seen this scene, right? And they go around. It's almost three full minutes of just variations of fuck. And by the end of it, they found the fucking shell casing in the backyard, like 30 yards away from the house where the murder took place. And it's just fantastic. McNulty is one of the most interesting characters ever to me because he's a fuck up. He's a drunk, but he's one of the best detectives ever. I love also that same season where you see, he tails a suspect using his kids. They're oh, in like, yeah. a, they're in like a, a flea market kind of place, and he's taught his kids how to tail a suspect, one in front, one behind, and alternating. Huh. And he has them tail the suspect through the fucking flea market and picks him up on the other end in the car, and they follow the guy. Oh, huh, yeah. Pretty awesome.
0: McNulty does all sorts of shit that would get you fired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true.
0: Uh, or jailed a lot of times. But, yeah, that uh, going back to that sneakers one, it's just the it's one of those i don't think i've seen anything like it i have seen it since because uh liam neeson's in uh Taken two, ah, where he's the mm-hmm. echo location. Taken two, where he's like he's like counting the amount of seconds, and like that was a turn, that was a turn left, that was a uh, dog barking. Okay, the fucking the, the, the taken two is insane. It is insane. The 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 the, the, the guy the he, oh dog barking. So of course the dog is barking in the exact same spot. <laughs> fucking taken two. Um. What? Didn't they use it? Was it taken two or three? Where they used the grenades as the echolocation? It's taken two. It was taken. Yeah, because he gets he gets Maggie Grace on the phone, and he's like, go out onto the go out onto the balcony or whatever, and throw a grenade. <laughs> and uh and then like yeah that's the echolocation he's like he's like okay uh you heard you heard it in like uh five seconds that means you're this many miles away uh and then like got it somehow triangulated it through grenade box she could have like blown up so many fucking people doing that shit yeah but like uh but like sneakers the it's something that's you just don't ever see or you don't i don't think i've ever really seen it done this well it, and like i said taken two is the only movie that i can think of that even got close to this mm-hmm. but the fact is is that you see redford in that trunk and you can hear the things that he hears then and you're like yeah what the hell cocktail party what the <laughs> fuck is that how's he there and then he goes and he tells he tells david strathairn and he's like okay what did it sound like what did it sound like he's doing this braille thing and he's going through all this stuff and he's like he's like all right what, was there a recurring sound and he's like yeah to do and he's like, and he's like going through all this computer thing, trying to get it exactly. Well, down and then they to the all zap.
3: pitch in too because they're like, oh, like seams in a bridge. Was the Bay Bridge fogged in last night? Yeah, so was the San Mateo. That yeah. leaves the Dumbarton and the whatever. Yeah, and they all <laughs> throw in their own yeah, local yeah. knowledge to get oh, ah, yeah. such a great scene. Yeah, and
0: then yeah, then by the I heard what I thought was cocktail party and then Strathairn knows what that means too <laughs> <I> know, right <laughs> yeah. they're
3: standing there uh, with all the geese and he says remind me to make you an honorary blind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking
2: great. mine is uh colombo and people don't realize the greatness of Columbo these oh, days yeah. i grew up watching this because my my parents were big mystery buffs and Columbo, man he's not one that's going to dazzle you with sherlockian type of like calculations and shit like that he's a working man he's going to get out there you know he's all world weary and the 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 wrinkled the the coat and everything and he's got a cigar and everything and he's going to gather information to figure out what's going on he probably has a good idea if you're a famous person on his episode you're going to be the killer (laughs) but he's going to go through the steps to do it he's going to butter up what he thinks maybe is the suspect and then immediately discount it. You're like, oh, no, I just wanted an autograph for Mrs. Columbo. I, you know, she's a big fan. And then the whole one more thing thing. Mm-hmm. And he gets all these little bits of information. He doesn't know what's going on until the very end when he has everything together. Uh, and I always thought that was really cool. But most times he's presented as being like a guy that just puts stuff together. And by doing to do that, he has to get all the information he can out of a person. And so he's always been chummy and he's always been like disarming and everything to where it's it's like mentioning Celtics and the guy from Harvard mm -hmm. will fucking talk. He knows how to push the buttons. He's a
3: master reader of people. Like he pushes the buttons because their reaction will tell him something that he needs to know. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he doesn't start out like I've never thought of Columbo as the most intelligent detective. Mm -hmm. I've thought of him as the best reader of people. Yeah. Uh, And he'll set you off He'll, he'll let you think everything's done. That's what that whole one more thing is mm-hmm. about, is that you've you just relaxed. You think you just made it through the interview, and he pops in with one more thing. Yeah. And then your reaction is now you're off kilter, yeah. and you're not still in the same mindset you were before. I love Columbo, man. Like, my dad watched Perry Mason, Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, and Columbo. Colombo's the only one I ever, like, really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because of that. He seemed like a normal guy who was just street smart. Yeah. Uh, whereas Perry Mason seemed like book smart, the definition. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Matlock was just old.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a reason why The Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> made fun of that with all the old people having having to get home to see Matlock <laughs> and shit. Oh, we love you, Matlock. Oh yes,
1: we oh, do. Yes we do. <laughs> um, the
0: uh, I uh I didn't get a I didn't get a chance to see many of the colombo episodes. I know they're on Netflix, but um i uh i saw i saw i think all of the tv movies that came out in the late 80s they were all great i loved every single one of them i did i didn't even realize at the time that those movies came out that there was a series oh yeah you know so like i was surprised later on to find out oh they they had seasons of this (laughs) uh but uh but i i love that too i always got the sense that he knew exactly who did it right off the bat it seemed like but then he was just trying to find the evidence
3: you know
2: i always thought that he had a very good sense mm-hmm. like a, a good bullshitter knows, right where like, he's like well
3: a lot like uh the knives out uh, daniel craig character where you find out at the end of that movie that he knew a lot more than you thought he did all the way through he did but he's also he didn't make assumptions it seems like yeah I, he would
2: qualify if this is if that movie had been out for 10 more years he oh, yeah. would probably qualify for this oh yeah uh because Yes, he does know a certain thing. He does notice a certain thing, but he doesn't know exactly what that means. Right. And so he's got to put all that stuff in. And, and then you can see his glee as soon as that last piece of the puzzle comes in. He's like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. He's fucking yeah. like rolling up his sleeves and tucking his tie in and shit.
0: Yeah, he, he, the, there, the movie does show a couple of places where he doesn't know. He doesn't know who hired him, mm. and he doesn't know certain things about other parts of the plot that we won't get into, but like... Uh but but he has this all like he has all the pieces just like floating around, you yeah. know. And as soon as one thing comes up, go, Oh yeah, that's how they it all it all connects. Yeah. He's he- great. That'll do it for this week. Go to syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Also, go to SoundCloud. We also have CinemaSense Twitter, MusicVideoSense Twitter. We also have Discord. If you want to get on Discord, you can go to the Reddit page on the right side. There's a link to join there. Or you can go to Facebook and private message me, and I will send you a link.
2: 20,000 subreddit members. Nice.
0: Members. Mm -hmm.
3: Nice. All right. I pretty like good. it. Yeah, pretty good. a pretty good discussion over there, too. I like that place. Yeah, yeah it's me a too. a place to hang out. Uh, mm-hmm. like, unlike the YouTube comments. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but uh, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time.
2: Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube,
0: Twitter, Facebook,
2: and Reddit. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. But before we started the Star Wars mini pod, Dave started rapping the Snow Informer song. Oh my god! Like, Informer. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Does he know the words? Although he was saying actual words, I was like, Ha-ha-ha. "Are those the words?" And he's like, "Yes." And he broke them down. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "How do you know that?" That's in- that's
3: insane. I've mm-hmm. never like even Snow doesn't remember those yeah. lyrics. No, no, no. I know I won't be drinking beer with you.
2: <laughs> oh, by the way, I saw your hoodie thing.
3: <laughs> Why did you get a hoodie that was eight? It was an eight I thought it said navy B XL for navy blue, but oh. what it actually said was navy eight XL. <laughs> and I had I had marked it on Amazon because it was out of stock, and I wanted it because it was like it's lined on the inside. It's like thermal or whatever. And I just didn't, I didn't look until I was trying to figure out when it, when it was coming. And I noticed that eight, I've already replaced it with a proper sized one.
2: (laughs) You had to, at that point, you didn't have to put it on there, right? I
3: did. I did. But now, (laughs) now how do you deal with that? Right? How do I go to any giant person I know and say, Hey, are you this giant?
2: <laughs> how do because I do we that? Know without some, it? We know some people that are. I'm saying, my I've
3: had some people on Twitter say that's my size. I could wear it. And maybe that's the way to go. But I know a few really big people. Yeah. But people- I don't know how to. You don't know the line
2: between 4XL and 8XL, right? I
3: don't, and I don't know how to offer without offending.
2: No, I agree. Like,
3: I understand you are a big person. Yeah. That's already insulting. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you 8XL big? <laughs> now, That's if, if they are, I've just made them feel even shittier about themselves. If,
1: I've they're, been...
0: if they're not, I've just insulted them. I've been doing some estimations, <laughs> and I think
2: you might be 8X. Size charts for Chatley's menswear. Chatley's? <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, oh, Trudley. Trudley, was, get the dog that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the uh the mr show uh skit where there's a uh there's a david cross is playing this like down home like vegetable seller on the on the on the street or whatever like like he has a he's he's got a small uh grocery or whatever and then like right after he does a commercial there's this this uh corporate, uh, chain called Fairsleys and they're like, Fairsleys, Fairsleys. And like, today we've got blah, blah, blah for a dollar ninety nine today, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow find a way to get some little snide comment about the <laughs> other guy's store in there. And then. And so, like every time it comes back to the David Cross and his small store, he's like making all these concessions that he normally wouldn't, and everything. By the time the Fairs the Fairsley ad is like it's the last one, they're like going full out. They're like our stores are not constantly on fire,
3: (laughs) 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 stuff like that. Fairsley, Fairsley. This doesn't help me any more than the 8XL because I don't. I can't look at a man and go. He's six hundred pounds easy.
0: into a conversation with them and then pull out your scale and just like kind of like surreptitiously put it behind you them.
2: step on it first and then you step back
0: and, and, and then they it's like oh look a scale i wonder how much i weigh
2: <laughs> <laughs> did it feel like 8xl like did it feel like it was for a 600 pound person
3: uh yes but more so in i was expecting it to be longer yeah um, more but it's more wide. wide. And then the arms, like my arms only got like halfway through those sleeves. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. But let's do work and we'll oh, talk yeah, about sorry. this later. Yeah, all right. <laughs>
2: Just curious.
3: <laughs> so. got, I've got that charge
2: of murdering that hooker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you Good guys catch up to you one of these days. Well, I appreciate your support, though. Well, well.
0: Look, she deserved it. Well, that's what
2: I've been telling my wife for all these years Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. i think she knows Mm
2: -hmm. i think she knows Mm -hmm. she knows in her heart Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm back to sleeping in the bed now yeah yeah yeah. uh we still have uh the the corpse between us like Mm -hmm. literally between Mm
1: -hmm. us. yeah
3: but uh, so do you play that hey left not (laughs) right (laughs)
2: so what
3: (laughs) you ever play that game hey left not hey right not who's the penis in between us (laughs) did you ever
0: play that game
1: nope
3: whenever you're sitting with <laughs> i can't believe that nobody knows this oh uh you have to have at least three people sitting in a row on a bench like at a basketball game or whatever and when well, the guy on the left goes hey right nut," and the guy on the right goes hey left nut," and the first guy goes who's the penis in between us oh wow <laughs> i can't believe that that you missed that in junior high That's one. Man, I, there we, I missed that one did you ever did you know the uh tape my nuts to your forehead so you can see these or tape my dick to your forehead so you can see these balls do you like tapes and cds you ever heard that song? <laughs> That, that, that joke. I've never heard that. The either. fuck is going on? Here? I heard that So you either. say to somebody, "Hey, do you like tapes and CDs?" And they say, "Yeah." And you go, "How about I tape my dick to your forehead so you can see these balls?" <laughs> I swear, you guys just d- forgot all of junior high. Like this is like, I felt like this was national shit, but no, maybe it was just like localized it, to Indiana. It,
0: it didn't. I mean, it either didn't make it down here, or it's
3: some other. Did you ever play? <laughs> did you ever play Inspector Gadget or Rubber Buns and Liquor? No. So after everything... I remember, you're Inspector, these up no, I remember Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. What you, is Inspector Gadget? You basically tell somebody, after everything I say, you say Inspector Gadget, and then you tell a story that makes it sound like he's looking at a girl's vagina.
2: Oh. Oh, I see.
3: Okay. S- and then so, rubber yeah, and liquor is the end, same thing.
0: Yeah, it always ends with something like, so what did you do when you uh, went into the girl's bathroom, Inspector Gadget?
3: Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's uh, hilarious. Uh, uh. It's like saying under the sheets after any... Song title in a church hymnal. Oh, or adding yeah, yeah. anal to uh, <laughs> certain questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, the only thing I used to do in Boy Scouts was the NWA joke. It's the what do you call nuts on a wall? Walnuts. What do you call nuts on a chest? Chestnuts. What do you call nuts on a chin? My dick in your mouth, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've <had> that one. <laughs>